coming up in today's episode. The five stage pre-production checklist for any effective video. Whether we like to admit it or not, we're all inherently quite selfish, you know, and, and looking out for ourselves. So the easiest way to, to connect with someone is to identify with a problem that they're suffering from right now, you know, and talking about meet, meeting them where they're at. Ask yourself the question when you're about to make that next video, what will make it valuable for them? That's what we should be doing to make content that's actually seen as effective. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Business with Video podcast. My name's Alex Wardle, your host, and today you are in for a treat because I'm joined once again by a special guest, a very special guest. He's my good friend, uh, long-term client and uh, king of getting stuff done. It is the one and only Dom Hodgson. How's it going, Dom? Very good, Alex. Thank you for that marvellous welcome. <laughs> You're more th- you are more than welcome. <laughs> so we're joined uh, virtually as we have been the past few times because still under lockdown and whatnot. Um, it's a few, well, quite a while since you were on this show. Um, we've done a lot of catching up in between, but tell us or tell the, the listeners what you've been up to these past few months and um, what the new year is looking like ahead of you. Right. Okay. So I have, it's difficult to remember exactly how long it's been since I've been on, but well, let's say maybe three to six months. Yeah. Something like that probably. Um, We've been busy. Uh, we have uh, business in many respects has kind of continued as normal, uh, as in, uh, well, certainly until the, lock, the third lockdown 3.0 hit, um, the dog walking and everything was carrying on as normal, the dog adventure business, um, the pet business coaching side of things. Uh, I'm very, very busy with that. Uh, the numbers have grown uh, last year. And uh, it basically all the marketing efforts that I put into finding ambitious pet business owners who, you know, they want to kick on and take their business to the next level. It's, it's paying off, Alex. And I'm, I'm finding more and more people. And, uh, and you know, it's quite, kind of unique, really. But like my, my old mentor used to say a similar thing to me. You know, my success is very much tied to their success. So, you know, people wouldn't come into my world and, and seek out my coaching service and stay for a very long time if they weren't getting results, you know. And last year was obviously a big test for everybody. And we all took some hits, some body blows, didn't we? But, um, you know, at the same time as that, a lot of guys had their best ever September, October, November, December's. Um, so, you know, that we know that what we do here at works, the kind of direct response market and that we follow works. And, uh, and, and, you know, at a time, again, when people are kind of a bit stressed out and stuff because of, you know, the new lockdown and new restrictions, it's important to kind of double down on the, on the basics. And no doubt we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, on a personal point of view, um, Beth is uh, obviously, she's fully integrated into business now. Um, so she's come in. Uh, Alex has left the business, uh, my son, he's been with me three or four years, uh, no big falling out or anything like that. He just fancied trying something different. Um, so yeah, lots of changes. Um, but you know, this is what business is all about, isn't it? It definitely you, is. You just wrap it up there. <laughs> that's, it. End of episode. that's all you need to know. <laughs> no, that's great. Mate. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> that things are going well for you and for your uh, for your tribe as well, I suppose, because I, I think that point of your success is being tied is tied together is very, very true. Um, 
And yeah, you're absolutely right in that 2020 was a, oh, it was a hell of a test, wasn't it, for a lot of people. Um, and one thing that you have said a few times that I sort of, whenever I hear you six, I've listened to a few of your um, like coaching calls and stuff and your live videos recently, um, is that uh, pe- people are going to remember what, hap- what you do now and the way that you choose to sort of react to things like lockdowns and not being able to see your clients and do the business that you were doing and stuff, people are going to remember long into the future the way that you behaved and the way that you acted now. And if you are there for people and, and you are someone who is proactive and adapting and won't let this shit get them down, basically... When the boom comes, which you also mentioned recently, you know, that, that lots of people are, for want of a better term, like can't wait to spend their money and can't wait to, to get back doing the things that they were usually doing. Um, you're going to be top of mind if you have positioned yourself in that way, um, which I suppose is a hopefully a quite a nice segue into what I wanted to chat about today. During the first lockdown, um, well, you were set to have your biggest event to date, weren't you? Uh, Impact 2020, which had been on the cards for a while. It was going to be an, obviously an in-person event in Sunderland. Dozens of pet business owners were going to converge from all over the country, all over the world. In fact, you had a special guest coming from Australia, uh, but obviously, unfortunately, that had to get postponed. So instead, being the proactive, um, ever-adaptable person that you are you created inspire 2020 which was a virtual um pet business success summit and i you you kindly invited me along to um to be a guest speaker on that and i spoke a little bit about creating effective video and how to um keep a connection with your clients and your customers remotely whilst people were in lockdown and as part of that I put together a little five-stage checklist for people to run through, your pre-production checklist for effective video, which is kind of like a five-stage filter, um, which you can pass all of your content through before you make it to make sure that you're actually creating video that is uh, effective, that is going to be engaging for people, that's actually going to be received positively, but it's also going to do something for you as well. So I thought we would just have a bit of a, a run through that. How does that sound? Love it. Absolutely love it. Talking about, just very quickly, talking about um, this change in, uh, you know, the change in situations and changing your business and stuff, where, um, what would, what would, the, the virus is a good example of that, isn't it? You know, as, uh, you know, the virus is, uh, as, as we, as the vaccine gets rolled out and as we, you know, the government introduced restrictions and you could argue whether they're too slow and this, that and the other, but like, you know, the virus is like, finds a way to, keep going to like stay alive, you know? And like, it's, uh, you know, obviously I wish the virus wasn't around, but if we're going to learn anything from it, that's a pretty good lesson, isn't it? It is absolutely. As Jeff Goldblum says in Jurassic Park, life. <laughs> Indeed. <away. yeah>. Life <laughs> finds a way. Business, your business should find a way. Yeah, definitely. Mate. No, I love this. I love this recap uh, idea. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. And that's a very good point. I'm glad you made it. All right. Well, let's go straight into it. So as I said, there's five stages in this and the whole idea is that it's, it's not something that you need to overthink. It's not something that you need to do for every single video that you make from today onwards. You don't have to sit down with this piece of paper, which you can download, by the way. Um, if you go to the show notes for this episode, the actual um, PDF you can download and stick it up somewhere. But the whole idea is that it's, it's, very, it's like simple concepts that take a bit of um, 
if you've never done anything like this before, it takes, it'll take a little bit of sort of getting into a routine. But once you're into that routine of passing your stuff through this filter, you won't need the cheat sheet. You won't need to do this thing. It'll just be in your, in your mind, you know? So going straight into it, uh, step number one of your pre-production checklist, ask yourself the question when you're about to make that next video, what will make it valuable for them? So what is this video going to do for your audience? The person and the people on the other side who are actually going to watch the video. Um, again, if you are new to this or um, uh, particularly, uh, admittedly, you find this a lot with like bigger companies and corporates and stuff, they, they rush to do the whole self-indulgent promotional side of things. And they think, okay, I want a video. I need a video. So it's going to be about me. So I'm going to... Um, promote my services. I'm going to tell people who I am and what I do and how great I am and all of these achievements that I've done and blah, blah, blah. And whilst it's, it's not the case that that won't bring you any success because it's better than doing nothing. Crucially, what I always argue is that there's so much content out there online these days and people's attentions are being so like pulled in opposite directions all of the time that they're not going to give content like that a second glance. They're just not interested because they're only interested in them, which is fine as we all are. And so rather than making something that just screams, look how great I am, you should instead be trying to genuinely help people fix problems or provide a bit of entertainment, a bit of light comic relief, or just make something that's going to be somewhat entertaining for them. Um, and the way I think you can do this, because it, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's, it's that thing, Dom, of... Uh, trying to step into your customer's shoes, which is so difficult for a lot of us. We're so close to the business, aren't we, that it's very hard for us to see it on the other side and think of it objectively. But ultimately, that's what we should be doing to make content that's actually seen as effective. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that one so far? Yeah, I agree. You, you hit the nail on the head there when you said, you know, people, we're, we're all whether we like to admit it or not, we're all inherently quite selfish, you know, and, and looking out for ourselves. So the easiest way to, to connect with someone is to identify with a problem that they're suffering from right now, you know, and talking about meet, meeting them where they're at. Yeah. As Robert Collier said, meeting them with a conversation that's going on in their heads. And so, yeah, the, the content, that's this kind of the starting point. You know, you meet, if you meet them there with what they're suffering from now, and it could be something as simple as, you know, are you a, you know, for my guys who are the dog trainers or whatever, you know, are you a puppy owner? Are, are you a new, new and experienced puppy owner who's uh, struggling because your puppy's biting your kids all the time? Do you know what I mean? If you just, if you start a video like that, anybody who has a new puppy <laughs> who's, who is running around biting the kids, they're immediately going to go, Huh? You know, squirrel <laughs> like dogging up, and they, 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 that's it. You've locked, you've locked them in. Then you know they, they say, "Oh yeah, actually, you know, they're literally nodding their heads." Yeah, I am, I am that person, you know, and therefore I will listen to, you know, I'll certainly give this a bit more attention than I would have previously. Um, so it's really important that you do that. You always that is the starting point. I continually reminded my guys and myself to a degree, you know, like all right, how can I make this more effective? You know, so we, we talked very quickly, didn't we, before this about me, I'm putting together a new lead magnet for, um, to get people onto my list because my 33 ideas, I feel like they've run their course and stuff. And so I was writing the sales page for that yesterday and 
And straight away, I, I just do the same thing. You know, I say, all right, okay, well, how is this going to, how can I get people who this is going to benefit to at least read the page, <laughs> you know, uh, at least read the first couple of lines of the page while well, you meet them where they're at. That's a really good point, actually, mate. Yeah, that, that um, you can apply the, because there's that phrase in copywriting, isn't there, about, um, you know, your headline is designed to get people to get, to, to get people to read the next line. And that line is designed to get people to read the next line and so on. And in many respects, you should apply that to, to your video as well. And, and whatever exactly. media you're creating, yeah, meeting them where they're at and just trying to lead them along. Because I think this in, a, in many respects is a bit of a reality check for people because, you know, we, we put so much effort into marketing our business and creating all this content and stuff. But we have to remind ourselves ultimately that, as I said before, people's attention spans and their um, concentration is on lots of different things and your content is just one of them. So don't kid yourself into thinking that when you make that next video, everyone who sees it is going to watch all of it. Some people are going to immediately scroll down. Some people might listen to the first line, see what it's about. And, and it all um, points along that spectrum of, of interest really, which is why it's so important to meet them where they're at and appeal to them right from the get-go. So that's a brilliant point, mate. Um, that, that, that's where the value comes from. You know, what you talked about at the start, the value for them comes from the, talking about something that is valuable to them, that is literally a, a problem that they're suffering from. Just to uh, go a little bit further, but what you mentioned uh, quite correctly about, you know, the headline leads on to the second line, etc. The headline is, I can't remember which famous copywriter said it, but like, it's like 90 cents of the dollar that you spend on the advert is in the headline, you know? So that by the same process, like what you said, the first couple of things that you see on the video, this is, that's where it's at, you know? That's, that's the, the, the key part, you know? And, and we often shy away from talking about people's problems and stuff, you know, for all kinds of silly reasons, like, you know, people don't want to talk about that. I want to promise people a brighter future and all that kind of thing. People invent reasons why, you know, they don't want to do what they need to do. But ultimately, you'll have more success if you do it the way you just described. Yeah. So true. Yeah, definitely, mate. And another, so a nice segue as well. So a couple of quick examples of um, uh, types of videos that you could create that kind of pass through this first filter. So we'll stick with sort of dog walkers and trainers, seeing as though we're talking to yourself, Dom. Um, so share five tips for keeping your dog entertained during lockdown. I mean, that's, you know, so obviously the category of that is like education. Um, you could tie in a lot of entertainment with that as well. But obviously straight away, something like that, it's pretty self-explanatory that for the right audience, people are going to be interested in that. If they're a responsible dog owner who's concerned about their pooch getting bored and um, tearing up the house during lockdown or whatever, that's a, a bit of genuinely helpful advice that's going to help them. Uh, another one could be uh, more along the lines of entertainment and storytelling. Tell that hilarious story of when me and my dogs got chased by a herd of bulls and share what we learned from it. Um, or in, insert other anecdote here, you know, so tell a, tell a hilarious or whatever anecdote but crucially as well, what you learned from it and how it applies to them as well. Um, or or uh, the third and final one, share my experience of having a difficult rescue dog, which I've, I've got for the categories of that kind of being like inspire, provoke thought and discussion. Um, yeah, lots of different ways you, you, you could interpret all of that. I'm sure hopefully after that, you'll have some ideas of your own as well. But um, moving on to the second part of the filter, the question is, 
what's it about? So this is more dealing with the actual practical side of it. Um, and most people treat this one as the first step so that, you know, they get out the phone or the camera and they think, okay, what am I going to do a video about? But to kind of backtrack, having that first stage there about putting your audience first is crucial. And 90% of people aren't doing that. They just jump into the the what it's all about first. And that's where they kind of miss the mark and end up talking about themselves, which is why this is number two. But again, kind of self-explanatory. This is um, you asking yourself, what am I specifically going to help my audience with? What am I going to um, provide them with? What am I actually going to be talking about in this video from a um, more of a practical perspective? So do you, um, if you've got a story to tell, how long are you going to spend on that story? Because if you just press the record button and, and wing it, it could be anything from a minute to bloody 20 minutes long. And that's a not very strategic way of creating content. Um, because if you end up speaking for 20 minutes and you do a, a video that's going on Instagram or something like that, it's not going to be received particularly well. Um, something like that is more tailored towards a live video on Facebook perhaps or a YouTube video. Whereas if you think, okay, I'm going to go live and I'm going to go live for like 10 minutes, it's going to be really short and snappy and engaging. And that's my limit. Well, you know, up front then you've set a plan for yourself and you've set yourself a bit of a, um, a deadline. It's going to help to keep you in check with that. Um, the more you, I've wrote on the sheet, the more, you know, upfront, the less you'll be winging it and the more effective your content will be. Um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory, I think. I, I agree, yeah. And even like jotting it down. So I, this is not something I would do probably, not blowing smoke in my ass, but it's not something I'll probably have to do now, you know. Um, but even, you know, even just a couple of years ago, like I would have definitely, you know, written down like the three things that I'm going to talk about or something, do you know what I mean, on a little scrap of paper or on my hand or something like that. And then just like what you said, just to keep you on track, you know. Otherwise, there's nothing like, because often in these situations, you're not, all, you're not always going to go live, but it's, you're certainly better off going live, aren't you? Because you, you've, got, you've got more chance of getting eyes on you, I guess, haven't you? You know, than just putting up a pre-recorded video. But it, it, therefore the pressure's on a little bit, isn't it? So yeah, it's good to have, it's, it's good to have in your head, right, I'm going to talk about this, this and this. I'm going to talk about this problem or this story. And this is how it's going to be relevant. And this is the call to action at the end of it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Def definitely true mate yeah um and uh yeah great segue as well because the next one the next point is the call to action <laughs> you must have known. Um, but just to to briefly say as well off the back of that everyone's different but i wouldn't ever recommend like making yourself a script and mm. and writing down verbatim what you're going to say to mm. be to be honest that can help sort of make sense of your thoughts so if you do find it helpful to like uh, almost treat it like you're writing an article first and then make the video after you've made sense of your thoughts, then fine. But don't treat it as a script. Don't try and read it from there because you get a really wooden performance. At worst, you know, people will be able to tell that you're reading from a script and it's, it's not very conversational and human. And that's what we should always be going for really. Um, but sometimes I've done that where I've kind of wrote it down as if it was going to be an email or an article or whatever. And then even just through the process of writing, I can actually put that to one side and not even look at it and then do the video. Or you can maybe just take some um, uh, one-liners or some keywords that are going to keep you on track. And like you say, write them on a post-it note and 
use them to keep you going. So, um, yes, very good points. I did exactly the same thing this morning, what you just said. I did a, an interview on uh, Radio Newcastle, a pre-recorded oh, Radio Newcastle yes. about um, lockdown puppies. And I've spoke to the presenter a number of times before, uh, Lisa, and uh, and she's very friendly and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And uh, But I still, I opened up the email that I had sent them originally <laughs> that had my notes on. Um, and in the end, like what you just said, I didn't end up using it, but I was like, good to know that it was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, it's just like a little backup, isn't it? You know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot to be gained from it. So, um, yes, good point, mate. So, um, as I said, point number three is the call to action. So what you tend to see from a lot of people is that they, um, they feel very nervous and apprehensive towards asking people to do stuff. But, and present company included, to be fair, sometimes it feels like you're being salesy or you're pushing you know, um, people to do something. But you're not really. You're just, you're just trying to help them out further. This is, this is the better way of seeing it. You're trying to help them out further by providing more of what they want. So I would encourage you for your next video, for all your videos, to decide up front, what are you going to ask them to do at the end? Um, and then all, obviously as well, why? What, what's the benefit to them for doing what you've asked them? Um, so you could have this as anything. Again, there's this like big spectrum, I suppose, where at one end of the uh, of the scale, you could ask people to buy something from you because that's the kind of ultimate aim of all our marketing and business activity. So you could literally say, if you want more of this, then I've got this thing and you can buy it. Worded better than that, obviously. And then at the other end of the scale, you could literally just say to people, what did you think? Leave me a comment. If you like this, hit the like button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to my channel, whatever it is. So you've got kind of these very, um, uh, what's the right sort of phrase of putting it? Because they're not low value. Someone, someone engaging with your content is potentially high value because they're putting a little flag up saying to you, I like this, which you can then use as kind of an indication that they're a potentially good lead. So it's not necessarily low value, but you know, you've got that on one side and then you've got the, the sale at the end of it um, on, on the completely other side. But I would, um, yeah, my point with this is to probably not give people too many so uh, you see this, this does my head in, to be honest, on YouTube a lot of the time, like not even before the video is finished, people are like, so just, just before we get into the video, if you like this, leave a like, comment if you've got any comments and hit, uh, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification icon so you never miss a video and you can also go to our website and blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, hang on a minute. You know, that's not what I'm here for. And again, yeah. we need to kind of get out of this selfish um, mindset of, People are here for us and think, no, they're actually, the, the people are here watching this content for them, for something they're trying to fix. So with call to actions, not saying you can't do more than one, but keep it simple. Keep, keep people on one track. Really, there's probably more merit in, um, in just suggesting them one thing that's going to be really effective for them and for you rather than trying to get them to become your biggest fans overnight, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. I think it's what you said at the start of this little segment here about what what are we doing all this for? You know, like, well, really, we're doing all this really because we want sales. You know, we want we want clients. You know, we want the people who are aligned with us through the content that they're saying to want to invest and, and who are in pain 
with whatever problem to get in contact with us, you know? So that's, that's really what it's for. Not just video, anything that you do, that's really what it's for. And this is something I've been drilling into my guys really quite, quite sort of aggressively for the last kind of six, you know, 12, six, last six months where, you know, really saying, you know, and, and I've, I've had it with, um, you know, the content guru. So we were just wanting people to put stuff out there for the sake of just to, for the con- creating content sake, you know, that's like, there's z- almost zero value in doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, and the more that you think, and it's difficult, you know, it's a difficult, because people aren't, like you said, people aren't natural salesmen, you know, with saleswomen, salespeople, you know, they're, and, and, but ultimately, if you have a, like what you said, if you have a service or a product or something that you know can help people, well, it's your job to tell people about it, you know? And so all of your content should, it should mention something about, you know, hey, if you want to work with me to get, get this fixed faster, get, send me a message, you know? Or, or next best thing to do really is send them somewhere else where you can, you know, give them some more information and like kind of get them onto your platform. You know, that's like, that's like the Nirvana, you know? So you've got, and you've got two options then. You've got the option, do, do they want to buy? Yes, they can buy straight away. And there might be some people out there, you know, but there's a very small percentage, that's the thing. People who are ready to buy now. So it's like, hey, want to work with me now? Are you ready to go get in touch, you know? And one or two people out of every hundred might jump on that. Other option is to say, hey, you get some value out of this. If you want to learn more, go here to get my super duper guide, you know, or to get my all singing, all dancing video series, or, you know, my seven ways to fix your problem. Um, and it's completely free and that will give you more information. And, and what that does is that obviously helps them, that enables them to, to like express interest, like what you said earlier, it enables them to like, properly express interest because it's quite easy to just like or comment on something. You can like or comment on something without even like, without even actually liking it or watching it, can't you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, a, in a way, it could be like a false metric. Mm. But if someone takes that like next step and, you know, is prepared to exchange an email address or a direct mail address for a free guide or a tip sheet or, you know, something like that, um, that is, that's a real like expression of interest then, you know, and what it also does is it also gets them onto your platform, you know, so it also, it moves them from the YouTube or the, the Facebook or the Instagram or something like that. And it moves them onto your platform, which makes, makes it easier for you to follow up with them, you know? So again, again this is like you, you it, it takes a bit more like planning because obviously you have to create the guide, you know, and you have to create the page that the guides downloaded from and all that kind of thing. Um, and, and if people are prepared to do that, then, you know, then there should definitely be some kind of call to action of, Hey, you know, if you're interested in learning more about this, send me a message, you know, because you, yeah, you, you want, you want people to know you've got something to offer them, <laughs> you know? You don't want people to know, like, the thing The thing that I do is this, like, this is my thing, you know? My thing is I just, you know, my, my purpose in life is to come on here and just share stuff with you. <laughs> well, you know, because that's what they'll think. I remember a conversation we had at Impact 2019, mate, when um, I was sitting talking to Nick Benger, and, uh, and we had just been having a conversation about... Um, I said, you need to push, I said, you need to push the fact that you're a dog trainer more, mm. you know, and, and 
and, and, and that kind of thing, you know? And, and, and he said, oh, I thought I was. I said, man, I'm not necessarily. And then Katie Guastapaglia came over and said, um, oh, I really like your show, Nick, and stuff. And he said, oh, great, thanks, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, oh, you a dog trainer as well? You uh-huh. know? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a dog trainer, yeah, you know? And, uh, and do you know what I mean? But it's like, it's important, you know? Like, what do you want people to be, you know, want people to be, know- you want people to know you as the guy who can help you with this or the gal who can help you with that, you know? So, and like what you said, you don't want to sort of, um, give them 25 different calls to action but definitely that should be kind of one of them or you or even if it's not a direct one it should be sort of peppered within the the, the, the post shouldn't it you know yeah definitely mate. no really really good points and actually you've you've kind of covered the next one as well um, <laughs> have you seen the sheet before um <laughs> I mean, yeah, so ju- just for context, that it's like the penultimate stage is for you to ask, how will it be effective for me? Um, so to think like, as a result of this video, what could be a specific, tangible, positive outcome for my business? Um, because the, w- if you know what, quote, success looks like for your content, for your videos, um, you, you can then define how it's working and you can see what works and what doesn't. And so I think what you just kind of outlined there um, covers all of that because you're you you're getting away from the, the the practice of just making content for content's sake which as you said is something that's pretty rife these days and also you are making sure that you're um remaining strategic with it all so like you said the example with nick uh to him it might seem like he is um making it obvious that he's a dog trainer and that he's got XYZ to offer and that you can work with him in all these um, different ways. But like you said, Katie G comes along and says, oh, are you a dog trainer? And kind of proves your point of like, well, I don't think you're, you're pushing it as much. Um, And you do see this a lot, don't you? From, um, from lots of people who, and again, this is something that I've had as well, where perhaps you've got a bit of imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome going on. And so whenever it comes to actually doing the, what people would probably call the salesy part, where you're actually saying like, right, if you like this, I've got this video series to offer you. Pe- people get very apprehensive to that because it feels salesy. And, the, and most people just want to help people. Um, but you're only going to get so far in business with that kind of attitude, aren't you? And it's not even about being salesy. I mean, yes, it's about making sales, but it's about making it really obvious to people and really easy for them to actually buy from you if, if they want it. You're not deciding for them. You're not shoving it down their throats. You're just signposting all the time along the way, aren't you? Like reminding them that you've got X, Y, Z to offer because, and I suppose this all t- ties in um, with this point of like um, defining like h- how is it going to be effective for me? You're not just there to, to, to make content for content's sake. And th- this is why with my business, with Artifact Media, we put so much effort and time these days into everything that happens before the cameras record. Because yes, we're there to make lovely videos, but like that's, that's not the end of the story. And it shouldn't be for you as well. And that's kind of my point with this checklist is if you want to make a beautiful video, that's fine. No one's going to stop you, but it needs to be strategic as well. If you're running a business or if you're like a marketing manager for a company or whatever, otherwise like what literally if I would, I would ask you what, what's the point of its existence then? 
And some people might say like, oh, brand brand awareness or I just want to get my name out there more and stuff. But it's like, well, how valuable is that unless you direct people towards something? And this doesn't have to be uh, something that is like, that you put great emphasis on in every video. Some videos, you might not have something where you specifically say, I've got this, go here instead. But there, there should be something, you know? Um, it should be at least inferred what people should do next. Um, but I think your little roundup there summed that up brilliantly. Um, so we'll go on to the final one then, um, which again deals with the, the kind of the more the practical side, but has some pretty big implications. So the fifth and final uh, point on the pre-production checklist for effective video is to ask yourself the question, what footage do I need in order to best tell this story? Now, when I put this list together, I took a, a good while to, and like went through lots of iterations of this question because, so I've worded it very specifically because I think if you ask yourself this question, you ask, you're, you're putting yourself more in like the frame of mind of a filmmaker. And that's a good thing because you're going to create a more effective and engaging video from it. Because again, if perhaps if you're new or you're not particularly techie savvy or like you don't really enjoy making videos or, or whatever, you, you might default, you probably will default to just like getting out your phone and press and record and that's just it and doing like a talking head thing. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But you're kind of limiting yourself because really the possibilities are endless with video. It's this wonderful format with, you know, um, unlimited interpretations and ways that you can stitch it together. But you might be thinking, well, I can't do that. I, I can't edit video. I can't get beautiful shots. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. But it might actually be more simple than you think is kind of my point with this. So if you're asking yourself, what footage do I need in order to best tell the story? Let's use the example of like the one we said um, did I say it earlier? I don't know. I don't think I did. There's an example of one where it's like um, how to turn an old slipper into your dog's favorite toy. Nice yeah. little bit of informative content, you know? So I've read that in a book somewhere. <laughs> yes, it sounds quite familiar. <laughs> um, so what, what, you know, what, what footage, Dom? Um, I'll, I'll put you on the spot. If you're going to tell that story and let's put all of like um, your equipment that you've got and how much experience you've got with video to one side. What, what footage would you want to get to really tell that story in an effective way? And what was, this, what was the thing again? Remind me, sorry. How to turn an old slipper into a dog toy or anything of that ilk, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I personally, I would probably, personally, I would probably go down a, a demonstration route for that one, you know? So I would, because seeing is believing at the end of the day and people would either think um, that the dog shouldn't, it would be a bad thing. You know, it'd be a bad puppy if it was picking up the slippers, um, or a bad dog. And, uh, but at the same time as that, they would be struggling with, you know, usually they'd be struggling to how to, how to keep control of the dog. Do you know what I mean? And, and like my sort of dog training philosophy is, well, use what the dog is interested in. So I would, I don't know, I would probably do some kind of, uh, you know, Again, start with a problem, you know, so are you suffering from this problem? Does your dog uh, ignore you in the park and that kind of thing? You know, is he not interested in squeaky balls and things like that? Um, or what is he interested in, you know? And then I'll probably do a little demo um, 
playing tuggy with Derek or something with a with an old raggy slipper or whatever. Like you said, whatever he was, um, a tea towel or something like that, whatever he was interested in. I don't know. Have I overthought this, buddy? No, not at all, mate. That sounds spot <laughs> on to me. I think you are, you've hit the nail on the head with being with going down the demonstration route, as you said, seeing is believing. And like when we're talking about video, it's like point number one, isn't it? So if you can show people, if you can illust- literally illustrate it to people rather than just talking about it, you're onto, onto a winner there for sure. That's the whole point with this final um, part of the checklist is like using the, uh, the abilities and the potential of video to, to its fullest, you know? Um, I've wrote down on the sheet here, it's very similar to yourself. So I kind of thought of it more as a, um, cause it's interesting how people think in different ways with the same idea. So I was, I thought of it more as like, um, you, you could capture like a talking head bit. So you, mm-hmm. you could sit there in front of the camera and say, today I'm going to tell you how to turn an old slipper into a dog toy, blah, 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 and do all of that. And then go out and get some, what we call B roll footage separately, which you would then put over the top of you talking at appropriate points, you know? So the yeah. video um, I'll, I'll put in here, so dog playing with the slipper. Again, you'd want to show that and demonstrate, like, look how, um, look how happy this dog is. Yes, it's, a, it's not a dog toy, but I, like you said, the reasons you said, um, maybe it doesn't matter. So get that point in there. Um, close-ups of the slipper to show how old and tatty it is. A ooh, shot ooh, of ooh. me going to put the slipper in the bin, then changing my mind. That is <laughs> like visual yeah, storytelling, yeah. isn't it? And yeah, um, so you could literally like make it really cheesy and like go to put it in the bin and then like cut to your face going, hmm, actually no. And then go back to your explanation. There's like a million different ways you can do this. And I know that people listening to this might think, as I said before, well, I, c- I can't edit video. Like I- I've no idea what I'm doing. That sounds way too complicated. The reason that I put this in is because it's really not. It doesn't have to be anyway. It can be as complicated as you like, but doing something like this isn't that complicated. But honestly, come come in full circle. If you ask yourself this question, worded in this specific way, what footage do I need in order to best tell the story? You set yourself up for video making success. And whether you do that via the the way that I've suggested or the way you suggested, Dom, where you, where you do a demonstration there and then rather than just sitting and talking to the camera. I think, I think sorry, I, I, got, I, I, was just, I was thinking from the point of view of I'm, I'm on my own and you know me, I don't do any editing. I get you to do it. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> but, why it's valid though. That's exactly yeah, what no, Well, that is true, yeah. But I know a lot of people, a lot of guys in my world, they do like chopping stuff together and stuff like that. So what you suggested would be way better because they would... That would, that would enable them to put something out there that they were really happy with, you know? Um, whereas me, it's, if I either do it scratchy and horrible and with the camera falling over with my underpants hanging out my trousers, or I get it done perfectly by you. <laughs> well, there's, there's no in between. <laughs> there's authenticity in the first one, that's for sure. That's no, that's, um, just, sorry, just very quickly. Do you remember those videos that we did? It was a similar thing to what you were talking about. We, we, did, what, we, we did a number of videos a few years ago about like, um, like giving a dog a job. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, um, and we, had, like, we had Barry looking through the vacancies, didn't we, in the newspaper. Yeah, and, and then Sydney ran off to get a new... Or Sydney ran off to get a newspaper from the shop and that, didn't he, and stuff, you know? And yeah. just like... I mean, you did it all, but it, it, people could easily do stuff like that, couldn't they? You know? Oh, yeah. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be that difficult, you know? It's totally, yeah. And, and I think <laughs> people in the pet world are set up perfectly to do this because who doesn't like seeing 
you know, cute videos and photos of dogs and cats and all sorts, especially when you do something like that, which is like personifying them. You know, people love that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I think from a, from a pet point of view as well, I, I think this is true for, for most people. The pet, when, when you, if you do it with your dog, then it's like it relaxes you, you know, and, it, and it, it's like a safety blanket almost. Um, I've noticed this even just before, um, probably about six months to a year before me and you uh, hooked up, so to speak, and I started to use you. And we, we were doing it all ourselves with a, a little GoPro. And um, I remember doing some stuff with Dave at Harrington Park. I thought and, you were um, going to share this story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? And you know Dave, he's like, he's amazing, isn't he? You know, and uh, we've filmed with him many times, very entertaining and stuff. And, and, like, and I was filming Dave and, and he was talking about something. And I was just thinking, oh my God, like, I'm so, I even am bored watching this. <laughs> And like the people aren't going to get into this. And I was like, fuck it, let's go and get a dog. And mm. uh, so I went in the van, got a dog out. And then all of a sudden Dave's like, you know, he's stroking the dog and he's talking to him and all that kind of thing. So yeah, you know, you, uh, we talked, given a number of doggy examples, obviously, because that's the world that I'm in. But that would apply to anything, anybody in any profession, wouldn't it? That you deal with, you know, fitness people, chefs, you know, any, any kind of industry that you're dealing with, really, you know, you could bring something into relax you no doubt that's something you do with people anyway yeah no very good point mate um yeah you're right in that like whatever industry you're in there's like there's a way for you to sort of find your happy place isn't there and to, <laughs> and to, and to relax a bit on camera <laughs> um so whatever that is yeah go for it brilliant mate that's that's class so we've run through all five there um so as a very quick recap what will make your video valuable for them What's it actually about? What are you going to speak about? What's going to be your call to action? What are you going to ask them to do? Um, how will it be effective for you? So what, what is the specific result, the positive outcome that could come from it? And what footage do you need in order to best tell the story? Um, that is the five-stage pre-production checklist for any effective video. Um, and where can people go to download this? <laughs> they can go to artifactmedia.co.uk. Um, forward slash checklist. That's where they can go. Nice. You can get that by typing your name. See, here's an example of a call to action in, in practice. <laughs> you go to that website, you can type in your name and your email address. You'll get that immediately as a PDF. You'll also subscribe to my emails. I email about once a week, um, stories, anecdotes, insights from the world of artifact media, stuff that we've done with our clients and how all of that can apply to you and your marketing um, as well. And um, that's where I'll update you as well on new episodes of this podcast where I speak to wonderful people like Dom Hodgson, as we have done today. So go and get yourself to artifactmedia.co.uk forward slash checklist. And as another um, example, where can people go to find out more about yourself, Dom? Oh, anywhere, buddy. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm all over the internet. <laughs> no, uh, you can go to uh we've got a podcast as well uh the poodle to pitbull pet business podcast there's about 144 episodes or something wow. on there now. um you can go to uh growyourpetbusinessfast.com forward slash free audio to get a copy a free audio copy of the uh the ultimate pet business plan and uh yeah i'm just just google me i've got tons of books out there um I don't do a lot of dog training now, um, but you know, if you're a pet business owner um, and you want to learn how to kick your business onto the next level, then uh, then yeah, get get in, get in touch. 
Very nice. Excellent. Well, Mayf, that's been wonderful. I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. You've had some wonderful insights, as always. So thank you very much for uh, taking the time today. Uh, have you got a busy one for the rest of the day whilst we are still in lockdown number three? I am. Uh, I've got another recording to do next, and then I'm going to do a bit of writing, and then I've got uh, some calls this afternoon um, with some coaching clients and stuff. And Excellent. Then, uh, yeah. Friday tomorrow, getting ready, chill out for the weekend. Sounds good. Sounds good, mate. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much again for, for joining me on this episode. But uh, no doubt we will see you uh, again before long. Uh, take care and peace out. Yeah, all the best, my friend. Thanks for having us on. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grow Your Business with Video podcast and that you're ready to take another step towards creating truly effective video. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And leave us a review so that we can help even more people. For everything else, you can find us at artifactmedia.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you next time.